the blood and what we call the application of the blood, applying the blood. Uh, Hebrews chapter 9, verse 12, can you find that? Hebrews 9, 12 says, Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, and he obtained eternal redemption for us. Amen. With his own blood, with his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, and he obtained eternal redemption for us. Amen. Amen. That everything Jesus did, he did it for us. Set to the credit of our account like we did it, or that would be our identification with Christ or who we are in Christ. The three major points is one is substitution, uh, that Jesus was our substitute, took our sin, died our death, purchased our redemption. Substitution, then identification. Uh, identification simply means to consider or treat as one and the same. To consider or treat as one and the same, or if you're talking about identical Identical twins or identification would be if you had a passport and you held up your passport, what you're saying, this is my identification, that means this and me are identical, yeah. right? This is my legal form of identification. People nowadays have some trouble trying to figure out what they identify as, yeah. amen? Uh, but as a Christian, as a believer, your identity, your identification uh, comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. So everything Jesus did, he did it for us, set to the credit of our account like we were there. So that's identification. That's who you are. Don't get confused about it. Amen. That's a spiritual reality. This is who I am, that I am a new creature in Christ. Old things have passed away and everything has become new. Amen. I'm not what my mama made me or the past made me or failures made me. I am the workmanship of God created in Christ Jesus. And he says, unto good works, which God's before ordained that we should walk in them. So identification or substitution, identification. And then the other one, we call it union with Christ. Union with Christ. So the two words in Christ, I got this from, I think it's from A.J. Gordon, uh, this little quote from his book called In Christ. What a great title for a book, huh? So I just saw the title. I said, well, I'm getting that book. So it's one called in Christ, one called a man in Christ. Um, and so it says through these two words in Christ, these two words in Christ, we get a profound insight into the divine method of salvation. These two words open to us the mysteries and secrets that were hidden for ages and for generations in Christ. Wow. So he goes through a complete study on what the two words in Christ, what they mean, and your identification with Christ or who you are in him. So we know, <clears throat> we know I started this on Sunday morning, but we know that uh, uh, there's 130 in Christ, in him, in whom scriptures, there's 130. And for you as a believer, for your faith to be strong, you really have to know that that is the, the root and the foundation of your faith is who you are in Christ or your identification with Christ. So 130, but really there's only about 35 in Christ. We call them in Christ realities. In Christ realities. There's only about 35 in Christ realities, in Christ scriptures, about 35. Some of my favorites would probably be some of your favorites. And it's 2 Corinthians 5.17, that if any man be in Christ, 
So really he's describing what happened when you got saved, when you got born again as God sees you in Christ. Dad Hagen used to say, you just look a lot better in Christ than you do outside of him. Okay. Amen. Or I like to say God did in Christ what he wanted to do in every person. <clears throat> God did in Christ what everyone needed, or he did in Christ what he really wanted to do in every person. That means through the cross, through the death of Christ, the burial, the resurrection, the triumph of Christ, and the seating of Christ as you're seated together with him in heavenly places. Hallelujah. And that is not just positional. That is a spiritual reality, seated together with him. That means that the real fight of faith must happen from that place in Christ. Amen. How many have ever been in a fight of faith? Well, if you haven't, you will have some before you go home to be with the Lord. There's some real <laughs> fights of faith. So the real fight of faith must happen from the reality of who you are in Christ, which simply means that you take your place in him, raised up, seated next to him, which means you have the same identical, same identical that's where we get identification with Christ. The same identical life, same identical authority, same identical blessing, amen? Same identical place in the presence of God that Christ has in him, amen, in him. Ephesians 3.12 is a great in Christ scripture. In him we have access with boldness and confidence to the Father. In Christ we have been given this kind of access Wow, that revolutionizes your prayer life that in Christ you've been given this access right into the holy place, same place that Jesus took his blood. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So you can have experiences in his presence. Amen. In the holy place. Amen. You don't have to, as I said, you don't have to wait till you die to have access to heaven. Amen. So when you go to heaven, shouldn't be the first time you've been there. Amen. In other, words, in other words, you know who you are in Christ. You know what the blood has done for you. And you access your place in his presence. And you can do that on a daily basis. And Paul said, I knew a man in Christ that ascended to the third heaven. Amen. In other words, he went right into the highest place of God's presence. And there uh, is where he got his revelation from, from his place in Christ. A man in Christ. Well, what's true of a man in Christ, Paul said, is true of anyone that's in Christ. Anyone. If any man be in Christ, anyone's in Christ, so they become a new creature. Well, what kind of a creature? Well, that's exactly what they ask about Jesus. They said, what kind of a human is this? Let's try that again. What kind, amen, of a man is this? And he stops the storms, authority in his words. What kind of a man is this that has authority over sickness and disease? What kind of a man is this? Amen. And so that, the answer is uh, what kind of a man that Jesus was uh, the archetype or the prototype of a new kind of human. Y'all still with me? I said, Jesus was the archetype or prototype, or as Paul calls him, the last Adam, or calls him the firstborn from the dead. Y'all still with me? In other words, firstborn from the dead. Uh, he's the first man. 
to enter the death experience and master it. So God put into Christ everything he wanted you to have. All right, so what's in him? Well, wow, in him, Colossians 2, 3, in him dwells all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. In other words, everything you'll ever need to know, amen, every bit of wisdom you ever need to have is all stored up, amen, in Christ. And the moment you get in Christ, you have access to all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Don't look at anybody right now, but you, you might could be smarter than you actually are. So, so well, we were driving to, we were driving this morning, me and Pastor Greg, and, us, and uh, this car uh, pulled out in front of a giant truck, just seconds to try to beat that truck. And I thought, you see that? That truck couldn't have stopped for anything. If that car would have had one glitch, he would have smashed it and killed people in that car. I said, there, you see, that's man's need for wisdom. I said, you see it everywhere. Man's need for wisdom. And so God's made his wisdom available to us, amen, and all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge in every area of our life, and all of that is stored up in Christ. Praise the Lord. Amen. So he says, if anyone is in Christ, they become a new creature, a new creation. Uh, Old things are passed away and everything has become new. So that really brings you to the point that you're not just a forgiven sinner. Amen. All right, we'll try that one more time. People will say, well, I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. Well, once you got saved by grace, you ain't an old sinner no more. Amen. In other words, we are redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus. Amen. And we are a new kind of human, new kind of creature. Amen. So that's what the word new means. It means new in kind, new kind. Amen. Uh, So some have translated a new species of being that never existed before. New kind of human. A new kind. In other words, uh, you're not just forgiven. uh, You are a new kind of human that never existed before. So you are a new creature in Christ. So you look like a regular person on the outside, but on the inside of you, You have the same identical life that Christ has. Amen. You have the same identical righteousness that Christ has. You have the same identical authority that Jesus has. You have the same identical blessing that Jesus has. You have the same identical love that Jesus has. God loves you the same identical way. Amen. And you have the same identical authority that Jesus has. Huh? Same life. So we call that identification with Christ. So then you know who you are, your identity, and you did not get your identity from, um, uh, you didn't look on Amazon or you didn't look on Ancestry.com to try to figure out who you are. Amen. You didn't have to look around at people and science to figure out who you are. You just opened your Bible and said, I know who I am. God told me who I am. Amen. I am a new creature in Christ. New in kind, but it also means new in quality. New in quality, a new kind of human that never existed before. You have the same identical life on the inside of you. And yet for you to become conscious of that, Colossians chapter 3 and verse 10 says that you need to put on the new man. Let's try that again. Put on. 
In other words, you didn't make him, but you're going to have to put him on. And put on the new man. He says this new man is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. You see the word image right there takes you all the way back to Genesis. That man was made in the image and likeness of God. So he says, you put on the new man, and this new man is renewed in knowledge. What kind of knowledge? Really, we're talking about revelation knowledge, amen, from the Word of God. And this new man is renewed, or that's how you put him on, is you become conscious and aware of this new revelation, this new information of what God has done for you in Christ. While you're meditating on that and declaring that, he says, you're actually putting on the new man. Amen. Dressing yourself up. Amen. And this new man, amen, uh, you're a new creature, he says. But he said, this new man, you have to put him on, amen, and he's renewed by what? Knowledge. Amen. In other words, uh, you don't get from regular knowledge, you don't get from going to school, but how do you get this knowledge? comes from primarily a lot of it from Paul's revelation, from Romans, Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians. Matter of fact, you just look at that knowledge Come on, look at it, think about it a minute, and it's like wasabi all over again. <laughs> so I've told you the story first time. I ate wasabi, you know, somebody chickened me out, you know, said, I bet you won't eat that. I said, oh, I bet I will, you know. I'm from Texas, I eat jalapeno peppers, so I'm not afraid of that. And so I'm going to, give me, give me a double dose of that. Boy, and I put that, I put that sushi in my mouth of that green wasabi. Boom, in about three seconds, my whole world began to change in about three seconds. Man, that wasabi hit my brain like that, and I thought my head was going to explode. And I was like, whoa, man, wasabi. Right? So um, <laughs> we were just at a restaurant just a, a few days ago and uh, took our kids and grandkids, and, and then we brought one of their friends with us. And so one of their friends, you know, he was like kind of smart aleck guy, you know, played football and stuff and's going to college to play football. So he's kind of a, a smart aleck guy. So uh, we had some sushi and I said, you see that green stuff, that wasabi? He said, uh, uh, he said uh, you, you dare me to eat that? I said, I'll tell you what, I'll give you a hundred dollar bill if you'll eat that whole thing at once and you have to chew it. You can't just swallow it. He said, a hundred dollars? Ah. Uh, I'll do that right now. I said, well, I encourage you not to. <laughs> oh, but he was a rough, tough guy, right? So he got that whole thing, put it in his mouth. Said, chew it now. I said, you can't throw it up either. If you throw it up, you don't get hungry. Now, boy, he took a couple of chews and he swallowed it in just about, whoo, maybe 10 seconds. He was like... Oh, my God. Oh. Oh. I was hoping I'd have to call an ambulance for him, you know. And he ran into the men's restroom, and they, they heard him in there going, oh, hollering. And then he got on the toilet. Oh, he's on the toilet. Oh. So he was making all kinds of strange noises in there. For about the next hour, you know, we, we were enjoying our food, and he couldn't come out of the bathroom. <laughs> Man, well, if wasabi can do that to your brain, 
Come on, imagine while I was looking at Ephesians 2, 4 through 6 one time, it hit me just like that. Ephesians 2, 4 through 6. What does that say? Y'all know that? Ephesians 2, 4 through 6. I know you know that. All right. It says, but God, who is rich in mercy. All right, let's try that one one more time. God, how many are glad about that? God is rich in mercy. Well, if God's rich in mercy, you and I ought to be rich in mercy. We ought to be known for being extraordinarily merciful. Amen. God is rich in mercy for his great love. Well, with he loved us. In other words, this whole revelation of who you are in Christ is really about the love of God. Y'all still with me? In other words, it's not about some intellectual attainment that you think you're smarter than other people. Really, it's just about an experience with the love of God. In other words, you can't really know who you are in Christ without having just an experience with the love of Christ. Let's try that again. I said experience with the love of Christ. So if you have an Amplified Bible, what does it say? Amplified too. Y'all don't, don't have Amplified that. We call that the women's Bible because it has more words, right? So, so uh, <laughs> the Amplified Bible says, in order to satisfy. In order to satisfy. He has to throw a few more words in. In order to satisfy his great, wonderful an intense love with which he loved us. All right, let's try this side over. Y'all ain't impressed with that? In order to satisfy God's what? Wonderful and intense love with which he loved us. All right, let's try it one more time. In order to satisfy God's great and wonderful and intense love with which he loved us. Woo, amen, the love of God. So that kind of love is a part of new creature reality. Amen. Who you are in Christ is that kind of love. It's the God kind of love, and the Bible says it's in your heart. It's actually the divine nature, the divine nature. You're a partaker of the divine nature. That love is in your heart, not necessarily in your flesh, and it's not in your brain, not, but it's in your spirit. It's in your heart. Amen? On the inside of you. And you can choose to let that love nature dominate you. Yes. Amen? Not try to make it happen. It's already in you. You just have to learn to yield to that love. Yeah. Uh, it makes it easy to love people that you would not naturally love. Praise the Lord. Yes. All right, so God's love. So this in Christ reality, you know, you're not trying to impress people with how much you know. The Bible says knowledge just puffs you up. Amen. But the love of God, what will edify you, man? God's love. In order to satisfy his great, wonderful, intense love with which he loved us, what does he say in verse 5? Even when we were dead. All right, you still have the Amplified up there. By our own shortcomings, the trespasses, our sin, he made us alive together. And look at this, in fellowship and union with Christ. He gave us the same life, very life, the same life that he gave to Christ. So that's where you get identification or identical. God in Christ gave us the same identical life that he gave to Christ when he raised him from the dead. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
All right, now don't read that too fast so you just go, well, that's interesting. But if you'll wasabi that, right. I said, if you'll meditate on that, right. amen, God gave me the same identical life, amen. So when I was meditating on that, in other words, I'm putting on the new man, renewed in knowledge after the image of him created. So I'm meditating on that and I'm thinking about that and the Holy Spirit said, look at that. He gave you the same identical life that he gave to Christ. The very same life. That life, listen now, once you look at it, that life is a spiritual substance that is actually in God. And God has so much of it, he can't contain himself. So there's a river of it coming right out of the throne of God. <laughs> Amen. That life comes right out of God. It's a spiritual substance. And so in him, it says, was life in John chapter 1, verse 4. And that life was the light of men. So what made Jesus a new kind of human was he had that life. All right, we'll try that again. I said, what, what made Jesus a new kind of human was he had that life. Amen. He says that in John 5, 24 through 26. For as the Father hath life in himself, he's given to the Son to have life in himself. John 5, 26. The Father has what? What's God got in him? He said he has life in him. There's no death in him. There's no darkness in him. There's no disease in him. There's no poverty in him. In him is life. That is love, life, joy, life, happy life. Amen. It's the life of God. It's the God kind of life. It's the kind of life that has never been defeated. Amen. It's overcoming life, resurrection life, healing life, blessing life. It is the life of God. And that life, you can have it in overflowing measure. Come on, and when you're having special meetings like this and you're hearing the Word every morning and you're getting full of the Holy Ghost every night, then you become more conscious. I got this life on the inside of me. And F.F. Uh, F. Bosworth, I think he said, he said, when you receive this life in sufficient measure, it will live itself. Glory to God. <laughs> you, got, you got this life overflowing in you, and that life's in the Word. Amen. That life's in the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. He quickened. Same spirit that raised Christ from the dead quickens or gives life to your mortal body. Amen. What do you call that? Well, we can use that for a healing scripture if you want. Come on, your body starts feeling bad or you feel like, you know, having pain or disease. Just take Romans 8, 11 out and say, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Amen. The very same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Let's try it again. The very same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me and he quickens or gives life because we were quickened together with Christ. He gives life to my mortal body. In other words, that life is in my blood, in my bone marrow. Come on now, every organ, every gland that's on. Come on to my body from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. I got the God kind of life, healing life, quickening my mortal body. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now you're starting to put on a new man. Hallelujah. You're starting to put on the new kind of human. That, Amen. So the same life. So it is that life. It's that life. His father has what in himself? John 5, 26. You see that? What's the father got in him? He has life. We know the Greek word there is the word Z-O-E, which we pronounce Zoe. 
But actually, the word that comes before that in many cases is 1 John chapter 5, verse uh, 11 and 12. 1 John, you can turn over there, 1 John 5. I think we could read 11, 12, uh, 13 around there. 1 John 5, put that up there real quickly. 1 John chapter 5, verse 11. And this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life. So you see the word life, zoe, this zoe life is in his son. So God has given to us eternal life. And so the word for eternal. So a lot of times people think, well, that's something you get when you die. But really, when you have Jesus is when you receive eternal life. And then the commentaries, they'll say this, the word eternal has reference to the quality of the life, not just the length of the life. So some commentaries will say, actually, eternal life could better be translated the life of the eternal one because it is the life of God because of the quality of that life. It will last eternally. Everybody say, I have eternal life. life. Well, you ought to get happy already. I have eternal life. Amen. I have eternal life. Amen. I've got the God kind of life on the inside of me. It's a spiritual substance. It's in God. Amen. And that life is on the inside of me. Amen. This is actually equivalent to living by faith. Yes. All right. Let's try that one more time. This is equivalent to living by faith is I have the life of God, which is faith life. I have his life on the inside of me. So 1 John chapter 5, where it says, this is the record God hath given us eternal life. This life is in his son. What's the next verse say? He that hath the son hath religion. No, no, I ain't talking about religion here. He that hath the son Jesus hath life. He that hath not the Son of God does not have life. In other words, um, other translations will say, he that hath the Son, Jesus, hath this life. Come on, just wasabi that for a minute. He that hath Jesus, come on, hath this particular life, which is the same life that the Father has, same life that Jesus has, and now Jesus said, I am come that you might have life. Life. Y'all still with me here? So Jesus didn't come just to forgive your sin. He didn't come, you know, just to one day take you to heaven. But Jesus came to give you this life, which is the source of salvation. It's the source of your healing. It's the source of your blessing. It's the source of your confidence. Is I have the God kind of life, spiritual life. It's in my spirit right now. And it is that life that makes me a new creature in Christ. All right, let's just try this out. I said it is that life. That makes me a new creature. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I have this life. Amen. Amen. So the word, Jesus said, the words I speak unto you are spirit and they are life. In other words, they register on a different part of you than just your brain or your intellect. There's spiritual life in his words. Amen. So when you make Jesus your Lord, then that's what you receive is eternal life. Amen. 
But apparently you have to be taught about it. Amen. You have to know what you got. You have to find out what it is. Find out what it'll do. I have the life of God in me. Well, that makes me pretty much fearless. All right, let's try. I said it makes me pretty much fearless. Look, people are afraid, afraid of even minor diseases, minor infections. People still wearing masks. Come on, you're talking about the, the other one, the, the name. Uh, uh, so they said, well, well we're going we're gonna to give you a cure for it. Well, there's no proof that was a cure, and a lot of people died from the cure. That's Absolutely. Right. That's right. <laughs> it might take more faith to take the vaccine, you know, like, my God, I believe the blood of Jesus. So, so, I mean, man don't really have the cure. It's not even a proven cure. Amen. It's almost illegal to even talk about it. You know, they'll try to, oh, if they find out I'm talking about it, they'll shut me off. Uh, well, uh, when you have the life of God on the inside of you, all right, go to Romans chapter 8, verse 2, Romans 8, 2. When you got the life of God on the inside of you, man, come on, I go to Africa. Man, I've been going there for 50 years. I've prayed for people in the little villages and little huts and all kinds of diseases. And come on, and, and, and the, the smell sometimes is so bad that you can't even hardly breathe and lay hands on them. The smell, because they live out in very little water. They can't take a bath. They can't take a shower. And they're sick. Every kind of disease prevails in their life. Well, when you used to go in there and you preach about the life of God, <laughs> I was preaching in East Africa, Tanzania. Then I, then I went to Zaire, and uh, they'd never seen a Wazungu, which is a European. You know, never seen anybody that, that, that uh, had white skin or whatever color I got, polka dot. So uh, they'd never seen anybody like that before. And they were sitting around a, a fire in Zaire, and. Uh, listening to a cassette tape player they got of a message I preached English Swahili in Tanzania on the life of God. Man, God can get the word all kinds of places. I'm telling you, put the word out there. Wow. Amen. So I'm talking about the life of God kind of stuff we're talking about here from English to Swahili. Amen. Because I don't want to just give them one day we're going to go to heaven. I don't want to just give them well, your sins are forgiven. I have something more to offer you. Come on, Jesus has something more to offer you than just forgiveness of sin. He came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. This life on the inside of you will drive disease out of you. You ought to just lift your hands up and thank God for that. I got the life of God on the inside of me. Praise the Lord. Amen. So now look at this because he says in Romans 8, 2, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Amen. Amen. Sickness is just death trying to get a hold of you prematurely. And you say, well, I ain't ready to die. (laughs) Well, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me, what, free from the law of sin and death. All right, so just kind of work with this a second. So he says there's a spiritual law that governs this spiritual life. 
So this spiritual life that comes from the Lord Jesus Christ, there's a law that governs that life, and the law of that life actually sets you free from this other law, which is called the law of sin and death. Praise the Lord. You ought to just take a little praise break and say, glory to God. The law of spiritual life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Come on. Praise the Lord. Sin cannot have dominion over you. Sickness or disease cannot have dominion over you. Amen. You got this life on the inside of you. It's, a, it's a resurrection life. It's a God kind of life. I got the life of God. That means sin cannot dominate you. Old habits cannot dominate you. Amen. You got the life of Christ on the inside of you. Same identical life that's in Christ. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. In other words, there are certain laws that govern the operation of this life. Come on. Just like electricity, there are laws that govern the operation of electricity. You learn those laws and electricity will work and you're going to get light. If you don't know the laws that govern the life of God, the spirit of life is in Christ, then it won't work for you. So you once you learn the laws that govern the life of Christ, the life of God, you say, I'm learning how those laws work. You want to know what one of the laws are? One of them is called the law of faith. Yeah. Amen. In other words, just like uh, the law of gravity is going to take you down, come on, the law of faith is going to lift you up. Amen. One translation says, Romans 8, 2, the law of the spirit of life is in Christ lifts me out of the law of sin and death. In other words, you're, you're not saying the law of sin and death is not there. You're just saying it cannot dominate me. Y'all still here? Come on, the devil have you scared of germs you can't even see. That's right. That's exactly right. I mean, you, you may not have ever even seen that germ, but boy, if the devil gets that, that germ right here, somebody just shook hands with you. I wonder if they got that germ. Whatever they got, I ain't catching it. You understand? Because I got the life of God on the inside of me. Amen. That life actually dominates me. How could Jesus lay hands on people with leprosy, come on, and not be going off washing his hands, squirting it, you know, immediately, how the preachers do now, they squirt, squirt that stuff, they shake hands with people, then they squirt their hands immediately. Oh, I don't know what y'all got. Let me tell you. I know what I got, so I ain't concerned about what you got. I got us the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Whether you're sneezing or coughing, come on, those germs, if they touch me, they're going to die when they get on my body. Because I know the law of the spirit of life that's in Christ, and it makes me free. Hallelujah. Come on, look at somebody and say, I'm free from that. Hallelujah. They can't dominate me. Come on, that disease, that germ, whatever it is. Hallelujah. <laughs> I think I was listening to Brother Hagin's message, you know, on uh, the law of confession, which is part of the law of faith. There's no faith without the confession. So your confession of that life on the inside of you is a part of your faith. Let's try that again. I said your confession of it is how your faith is going to work. Amen. So if you're silent about it, your faith ain't going to work right. 
So you need to know about it and understand that law. And so he was, he was teaching in California probably, who knows, 1950 or 60 or something. And he said uh, in the Los Angeles area, he said uh, the, what, the Asian flu or something got in the, in the Los Angeles area. And in the paper said 2 million people had the Asian flu. So they had to shut down schools, you know, and uh, football teams. And, and he said it, his church was full until that Asian flu hit yeah. and people were afraid they're going to get it so they wouldn't come to church. He said some people already had it so they couldn't come to church. He said so his crowd went from, you know, 500 people went down to about 15, 20 people in the, his services. And then a pastor came over. A pastor came over uh, from another church, hadn't been there before. And so he came over and uh, he came to Dad Hagen and said, aren't you afraid you're going to get the Asian flu? And, uh, and he said, no, I don't mind telling you I'll never get the Asian flu. <laughs> the guy said, uh, he whispered it to him. He whispered, he said, I wouldn't say anything like that for anything in the world. He said, don't you know the devil hears you? Dad Hagen got real loud. He said, that's the very dude I wanted to hear me. I wanted to let him know I'm not going to get the Asian flu. Come on, because I got the life of God on the inside of me. Amen. He called the devil a dude. I don't know if that's good or not. But he said, that's the very dude I wanted to hear me. He said, but the, that pastor had more respect for the devil than he did for God. Are y'all still here? He had more respect for disease than he did for God. Huh. He whispered. Don't you know the devil will hear you say that? He said, yeah, I know the devil heard me. I want to make sure he heard me. Come on, some of y'all need to get just a little bit louder than you are. So I, I want to make sure the devil heard me. Amen. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Praise the Lord. He said, besides that, he said the Asian flu came from Asia. He said, I only received stuff that came from heaven. It didn't come from heaven. It came from Asia. So I ain't going to get the Asian flu or Chinese flu. Come on now. None of that stuff. I got the life of God on the inside of me. Praise the Lord. But if you're scared, oh, come on. I said, if you're scared, you'll be running from that the rest of your life. And they'll come up with some new stuff, new kinds of stuff. They may even name one after you if you're the first one to have it. So they'll, they'll call it a disease. They'll name it after you. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a terrible thing? A disease come up and they have to call it by your name. But when you know, let's try it again. I said, when you know, the devil knows if you know. And if you don't know, you'll be whispering. But if you know, you'll speak up real loud and say, no, I don't mind telling you. I'm redeemed by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, let's speak up a little bit. You get loud about it. I know. We know. We have. Present tense. We know. We have. John said, I've written these things unto you so you can know. We know. 
We know, not hope so, not maybe so, not someday, not trying to get it. We know. We have present possession. We got it. We know we have it. Eternal life, the life of God's on the inside of us right now. We know we have it. I know I got it. Ha, ha, ha. Come on, you got the God kind of life, the very life of Christ himself on the inside of you. Praise the Lord. Come on, you can run the devil clear out of your house. Amen. Instead of you moving, you make the devil move. <laughs> Get out of my house. Praise the Lord. Come on. Praise the Lord. This will make a tadpole slap a whale, man, I'm telling you. We know. Amen. We have. We know we have. We know we have. Come on, how in the world could I be broke? How could I be poor if I know I have? The life of God on the inside of me. God ain't poor. He ain't never been poor. He ain't never going to be poor. And I got the same life on the inside of me. Praise the Lord. I got that life in me. What is that? Blessing life. Prosperity life. Hallelujah. It's the life of God. I got his life. Woo! That life on the inside of me and the law of that life attracts every good thing in this world. It attracts it right to me like a magnet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So I tell the story about Jay Dickey and Janice, because uh, Janice Yoder was her name, but Jay Dickey, uh, whenever COVID was going real strong, he worked for uh, Janice Yoder. He worked for his father-in-law for years, manager of one of the uh, plants. And so uh, he got sick, you know, with all the symptoms of COVID, sitting at the house, and he was just doing bad. He was feeling worse and worse. And so Janice had been a nurse before they got married. So she went and got her stethoscope, you know, put it on the front, put it on the back. And she said, your, your lungs are filling up right now. You need to go straight to the hospital. He said, well, I got to go to work tomorrow. She said, no, you need to go to the hospital. So he said he sat there in the chair in the, uh, in the living room, you know, just struggling to breathe. And, uh, you know, sometimes you go to the hospital, they'll go ahead and finish you off. So, <laughs> yeah, I was dying for I got here, and you finally fixed it for me. I didn't me. <laughs> well, thank God for hospitals and doctors. I don't mean nothing about that. I just meant they sure didn't quite figure COVID out yet. But if you got the antibodies in the blood of Jesus, you'll be all right. Hallelujah. <laughs> So he said he was sitting there, and he started thinking about the life of God. Same spirit, grace Christ, quicken. He said he just started thinking about that. He said he just started thinking about, I got the life of God in me. How many, how many like to meditate on that, you know, about 15 minutes every day? Get those scriptures out and just meditate on that. What are you doing? Putting on a new man, renewed in knowledge. Hallelujah. Powerful knowledge, powerful information, powerful revelation, spiritual life. Amen. He said he started meditating on that, and he said he jumped out of that uh, recliner, I think it was in. He said, I jumped up out of that and said, 
I got too much of the life of God on the inside of me for COVID to come upon me. I got too much of the life of God. No, it's not going to happen in my body. In the name of Jesus, I got too much of the life of God. So he said he got up the next morning, went to work, and never had COVID. Amen. That guy, that guy called me up and uh, called up my office, and he said he was in intensive care, and the doctor said he just had hours to live. He said, and he's laying there in intensive care. They said, you, you, you're getting worse fast. And uh, he said he's laying there, and he heard, uh, he had heard a cassette or a CD or something, or a TV program of me laughing. He said, while he's laying there, he said, I heard Mark Hankins laughing. He said, so I just started laughing, laying there in intensive care. So I'm going, ha, 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 ha. Come on, remember when Dad Hagen was laughing for 45 minutes? And the devil said, what you laughing about, you're not going to get it. He said, that's why I'm laughing. I don't have to get it. Jesus got it for me 2,000 years ago. So ha, 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 ha. He said, that guy started laughing, ha, 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 ha. And he said, the wind of the Holy Spirit blew and went right into his lungs, and he was instantly healed. Hallelujah. They took him out of intensive care, and he went home and called my office and said, I heard you laughing, and Jesus healed me. Ha, 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 ha. Some of y'all might need to practice that. Hallelujah. Amen. You need to practice that. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, 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 ha. Come on, practice a while. Ha ha ha. Hallelujah. Come on, people like to make fun of me. Sometimes they go, ha ha ha. I say, yeah, I'm laughing all the way to the bank, though, brother. Ha ha ha. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin. Ha 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 ha. Amen. 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 Ha 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 ha. Dad Hagen said, I started doing that as a young believer. He said, I learned about faith. He said, as, as soon as a symptom would hit my body, he said, I would say, ha, ha, ha. And he'd say, devil, you know you can't do that to me. Let's try that again. Come on, soon as fear, come on, a torment, come on, our symptom hits your body. Come on, soon as a bad imagination hits your mind, what are you going to do? He said, ha, ha, ha. Devil, you know you can't do that to me. Ha, 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 ha. Devil, you know you can't do that to me. You know you can't do that to me. I'm not afraid. Hallelujah. The Lord is my light, my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Ha, 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 ha. The Lord is the strength of my life. Ha, 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 ha. Whom shall I be afraid? Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I know some people, they think laughing is not very spiritual. Oh, yeah, they, they act so spiritual all the time. They think laughing, I ain't laughing, that ain't very spiritual. I thought, well, the Bible says God sits in the heavens and he laughs. I don't think you can get more spiritual than God. Have you ever tried that to get more spiritual than God? God sits in the heavens and he does what? He laughs. When does he laugh? Well, it says when the enemy says, I'm going to do something, he goes, ha, ha, ha. 
Go ahead and practice for a minute. Say, ha, ha. 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 Ha, 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 ha. Christ has redeemed me. Ha, 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 ha. Amen. With his own blood, I am redeemed. Glory to God. I am a new creature in Christ. Old things have passed away. Everything has become new. I've been born again. I've been refathered by God. I received a new life from Jesus. Praise the Lord. I have this life. He that hath the Son has this life. I got this life. Come on, resurrection life. Victory life. Ha, 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 ha. Overcoming life. Ha, ha, ha. Woo. You know you're a lot better looking if you're happy. I said, you're a lot better looking if you're happy. Look at somebody and say, you ought to consider that. I said, you're a lot better looking when you're happy. You're a lot easier to look at when you're happy. Amen? Come on, you don't want to look like an old hound dog. No, you just brighten your countenance up. Even the Bible says, lighten up your countenance. Come on, if you knew what we had to look at, we got to look at you every day. Get that worried look off your face. Come on. Come on. Get the confused look off your face. Get the I'm struggling look off of your face. Come on. Get the joy of the Lord on your face. I got, I got the life of God on the inside. Ha, ha. Come on. My best blessings hadn't even happened yet. Glory to God. I'm expecting miracles. Ha, 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 ha. I got the life of God. Come on, I have eternal life. Resurrection.